0: As someone who does not watch a lot of films, I'd like to say surprised myself when I decided to do an episode on filmmaking. The reason why I don't watch a lot of films is not because I don't like them. I do like them, but it's just that, you know, I would rather go around and kick a football rather than sit at home and watch a movie or a TV show or whatever it is. But that being said, I do have a very select taste in films, right? Um, I generally only watch movies or TV shows or you know even consume YouTube content that adds some sort of value to me. Like, you know, that, that, you know, gives me some sort of information or motivates me or changes the way I think about something or whatever it is. Uh, the only thing I actively watch for the sake of pure entertainment is probably football. Um, but yeah, that being said, I do know that, you know, films play a very pivotal and important role in people's lives, not, uh, and by films, I don't just mean, you know, straightforward movies, even your TV shows or you know, cartoons or whatever it is. All right. All of them have their role in, you know, your life. And I wanted to find out what goes on behind the scenes. Like, you know, what motivates someone to take up this as a career, what makes filmmakers motivated as they wake up every morning. So I decided to speak to my friend Siddharth about this, who's studying this at Capilano university in Canada. And, um, he offered some insights into this entire thing, right? You know, what motivated him to take up this course, what motivated him to become, uh, you know, a part of this entire filmmaking process, what made him want to get into the film industry and so on and so on. And I want to ask him all this because it's not the typical Indian thing to do Uh, in Indian society uh, or in the Indian education system. I would rather say, uh, the trend is that if you're a science student, you take up medicine or engineering. If you're a commerce student you take up CA or if you're a humanities student, you take up law and um, this is a deviation from that trend right so that's uh, gone you know gone out of the mainstream path and that's a brilliant thing to do because i've seen him uh, from a young age right you know he's we've, we we are friends he's we've gone to the same school and stuff so i've seen him he's always been very creative he's al- always been very imaginative and he's had the ability to express these you know imaginative thoughts of his on paper or in the form of a play or whatever it is so I just spoke to him we spoke about you know what made him uh, you know have the interest in this particular area what made him uh, decide to take up this course what made him decide to you know get into this industry and what should you know anyone who has an interest in films do in order to start taking this seriously and as a possible career in the long run we also spoke about, you know, the Oscars, the need for representation and so on, and so on and a mix of topics and the overall conversation proved to be a lot more engaging than I thought it would be. I mean, I obviously was interested in this topic because, uh, well, I decided to do an episode on this, but I didn't, it turned out to be more interesting than I originally thought it would be. So stay tuned. Siddharth will be here on the other side of this intro. First of all, thank you so much for doing this, Siddharth. I mean, uh, you're studying Bachelor of Motion Picture Arts and uh, whatever that is uh, at Kaplan University. And I think that's very interesting because um, in the typical Indian education system, you wouldn't see someone pursuing that, right? Uh, Even those who get into like, you know, let's say music or films or whatever it is, they usually start off in a very um, amateurish way in the sense that, you know, they... Uh, take up a standard degree, like engineering or whatever it is. And then they work on it on the side until they're able to like, you know, convince their parents or convince society that they're capable of working in the, you know, field of films, music or entertainment in general. They don't directly go for a degree, uh, like, you know, in filmmaking or whatever. So why don't you just uh, take us through that process? I mean, what made you choose, you know, to take up a degree in that field itself? And like, you know what are your plans for it like what are you gonna do with it
1: okay hi Har thank you so much for the introduction uh so okay to answer your question um I've wanted to do films since I was in eighth grade so my uh my liking for this field I wouldn't say film field but for the creative field started when I was three years old when I started watching Lion King and I never stopped to be honest. I've watched Lion King almost every other weekend of my life because I love that movie that much and I never get bored of it. So when I used to watch Lion King over time, I began drawing ca- line ca- characters, you know, from the Lion King and creating my own version of events that happened from the Lion King and started making comics out of it. And my parents thought, May uh, you know I could put that to you that talent to use, and they kind of enrolled me in an art class, and like that, I slowly got into the creative field. Then around around seventh or eighth grade, um, like that's when I first watched the movie Pulp Fiction, Quentin Tarantino's Pulp Fiction. So that's when I realized the impact a movie can have on someone's life, and that's when I realized the impact Lion King had had on my life for so long without realizing. So. What I did at that point was, I got together with a bunch of friends and we decided we'll make a short film. And I began writing a script and that's when I discovered that I actually can do it. it, it, it is, I mean, sure, I did it all wrong now that I realize it, but I can put words on a page that makes sense and form a coherent story. And at least from my, from my perspective, it was fun to read. So I decided that might as well you know, do something in this field. And I began tra- writing and drawing comics. And I wanted to, and at that point, I hadn't, you know, built up the courage to ask my parents that I wanted to film. So I asked him, I, I told them that I wanted to do something in the creative field. And they suggested that I should do something like, um, you know, uh, graphic designing or something, especially that I love like right. comics. So I began drawing comics and... Uh, from that slowly I developed a passion for phot- photography and video making and my dad at that point was actually doing a course on photography and he he used to you know explain whatever he had learned at that day to me to us to my, me and my sister and just like that I began became very interested in not the photography part of it but rather the video making part of it and right. I began shooting small videos and stuff and slowly my passion for that developed. And then later when my parents were were like, you know, me and my parents, we sat down. I told them I want to do this. And to to be honest, I never faced much opposition from them. They said, okay, if you want to do it so badly, you should do it. And then we started researching universities. In India, the problem was uh, the courses in filmmaking, the ones that are very good were more expensive than the ones which were taught abroad. And one more problem in India is, one more problem in India is, I wouldn't say it is bad, but in India, filmmaking relies more on archaic techniques. That while that requires much more time and much more effort, uh slowly as the film industry is changing these days, people are adopting much more, you know, the technology which is current, currently being created. People right. are using that, that technology mm-hmm. as days go days go by. So uh, for that purpose, I realized that Canada would be a better option overall, and that's why I chose this particular course in this particular university.
0: Wow. Okay. So um, here's my question to you now. Since you're starting to get into films right now, you are aware of the fact that you know a lot of the, a lot of the time, especially in India, I'm I'm not aware of how deep it is abroad. Um, in the Indian film industry, at least, your success in filmmaking is not only dependent on your talent, but also on the contacts you have, right? So um, fortunately or unfortunately, uh, when it comes to, uh, you know, and in the entertainment industry here, you do mm-hmm. need your, it's, it's uh, more about who do you know rather than what can you do? That's, that's most likely what yeah. it is. So how do you see yourself doing this? Because uh, you are not from a film background. Uh, like, you know, you True. wrote, you're not, you're not the son of, Uh, or, you know, any famous, uh, let's say actor or producer or this thing. So you come from a normal uh, family and that's perfectly fine. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. But um, how do you like, you know, see yourself, you know, building a career in this, in the long run? Do you think that the film industry slowly as a result of, um, you know, several controversial things being spoken about over the past couple of years, do you think that the film industry will slowly start opening up and becoming more about the talent uh, part of it compared to, you know, the genetics part of it, so to speak.
1: Mm, so to say the least, I have lost hope on the Indian film industry changing to be right. honest. So in Indian film industry in my personal opinion is not going to change for the at least at least the next 10 or 15 years because right. as because my major controversy my major, Pro, I mean, my major real, the realization for that came from when India went ahead and sent a movie like Gully Boy to the Oscars when the same year there were so many other movies from so many regional languages which were much better well-made and as well in Hindi as well. So my major issue, my major view on that issue is the fact that India is not going to change in, in regards to that. But my, the reason, I mean, the reason I'm confident that I can maybe succeed, I mean, confident about that success because you, there's a creative field where you can never deem your success. My, uh, this, where I have, where I'm holding on hopes that I can be successful in this industry is trying to make a career here, you know, make a career in Canada with the film industry and then switch over to the, once I have established myself, established my name, I can then Come back to India and make films for the Indian audience as well. Uh, that's, and, good. Uh, that's good. That's so, good. So, so that people will know that yeah. So this is the, this is him. He makes films. Uh, he's made films before. Now he's making films for us. Uh, so to say, any, I mean to give you an example, um, uh, I would say someone like uh, M Night Shyamalan. He's an Indian born in uh, you know he's from india and uh fun fact is m night shaman is actually a very distant relative of mine
0: oh my god wow okay yeah so so... maybe it is true uh, you do have some connections in the sense in the sense that in the sense
1: that i've met him once and that too i've met him as a fan and not as a relative oh okay yeah so that, that that's it and and it's very very distant like like it's like my great great grandfathers uh, cousins uh, family line and I uh, so it's very weird okay so yeah but yeah somewhere I'm related so I want to do something like M. Night Shyamalan did I mean he's still making films in the, in Hollywood but
0: I want to come back into Indian industry and make films there as well Wow, that, that's that's great to hear I mean because you know the reason why I asked you this question was because you were Indian so I was like how are you going to get your break here and because sadly or not, in India, it's more about your connections rather than, you know, your talent. But it's good to hear that you're going to start off abroad, but then come back to India. Because I strongly, you know, I strongly believe that, you know, a lot of Indians, what they do is, um, because the situation in India does not work out for them, they go off abroad. And then mm-hmm. uh, they stay off there and they, you know, don't come back. But, and and that's a loss for us. I mean, uh, yeah, like you said, we will have to stick with watching movies like Gully Boy for the rest of our life otherwise. So, uh I wouldn't it's, say Gully Boy is a bad movie, but... Uh, I've never seen Gully Boy, but... Uh, but then then 8 Mile
1: exists, so yeah.
0: Yeah, but yeah, so that's the reason. I don't, I don't watch many Bollywood films, so I don't know. Uh, okay, so my next question to you is going to be around these lines. Um, Recently, there's been a lot of talk about, you know, representation in the film industry, right? And there's also a rep- talk about, like, you know, certain characters being played by actors who in real life are not along the same lines, so to speak. All right. Like I'm using a metaphor here. So like, you know, they aren't, um, how the characters, personalities, or how the characters, you know, uh, whatever it is like, you know, their gender, their race, their sexual orientation, whatever it is, they are not aligned with that. So there's a lot of talk about, um, you know, making representation an essential part, especially the Oscars. Recently, I, I came across an article which stated that, you know, uh, films should involve uh, so-and-so many people in so-and-so de- these many categories in order to be considered or something like that. What are your thoughts on this? Because I, I came across a very mixed opinion online. All right. So there were in fact, a lot of people who were uh, saying that, you know, uh, this is a good step. This is positive. This uh, promotes inclusivity and all that. But at the same time, I found people from, for example, uh, from the people who this was supposed to actually benefit. A lot of them were coming out and saying, why are you making this a compulsory thing? We don't want a compulsory thing. We want uh, to be, you know, included because of our talent, not because of, you know, this so-called compulsor- compulsory rule or whatever. So um, I I am not into film. So I I don't have any particular thoughts on this. I mean, as long as The entire industry is happy with it that's that's i'm okay with it but what do you think about this because two sides are there to this particular thing so what are your thoughts
1: so for example myself i am i'm technically considered a minority in the canadian film industry if i do enter the canadian film industry right so as someone who who would be a minority i do not support this because i feel that this it will become a cheap win for people who are from minority communities. If we are, if our representation is, uh, I mean, if our, our representation is forced into the awards ceremonies, right. yes, representation is very important because, see, it's we are done with the days where only these people are represented in films while the rest are ostracized. Kind of thought process, but, uh, I want to say that at the same time you shouldn't make the victories I mean the victories of the people who should who deserve representation should be deserving and not uh, you know forced right right so like just just because this film has I mean perfectly qualify qualifies like say 20 films come in a year for example obviously more come but 20 films are there in a year out of which only two Uh, qualify all the categories which are forced upon into for example any award ceremony and out of the two one is slightly better okay that gets the award whereas uh, out of the rest 18 another film is has actually done everything else perfectly and it's given us a story that everyone enjoyed but the one winning the award is one that just you know forced all these just to win an award kind of film so you see the point there so right right so the per- I'm sure even the filmmakers of that film will feel that victory is very cheap and not very deserving.
0: Right. So, like, no, but like, I feel
1: that, but I feel that slowly there's a change even without all that representation in the film industry. I would not like, for example, Parasite winning was something that's great because it's an Asian film that won not only the best foreign film category but won the best film category because I feel that Oscars though they are based in they are based in Hollywood the best film category should be for the best world cinema category, like one film from the entire world. So uh, films should, I mean, a country should not be forced to enter only one film, but rather should be allowed to enter uh, like their top 20 films of the year or something. And all of them should be considered in my personal opinion. And foreign films should not just be considered as the only the best foreign film winning, for example, say, Gully Boy was only sent for the category of best foreign film, right, and best film, obviously. So because they technically they work the same. So, but India should also be allowed. For example, India should also be allowed to send films to the best VFX category, the best sound design category, on all these categories as well.
0: Right, right. No it Um, like you said, you said, you said, you were saying something earlier, right? You know, you'll feel the, the people who, you know. Uh, uh, how do I say this? So what you said was basically along the lines of what the people who were opposing this forced kind of representation were saying, like, you know, they were saying that um, if we do enter the film industry or entertainment or whatever it is, we want to enter based on merit, not based on, you know, this kind of forced inclusion, because uh, then we'll forever, be known to be a part of it only because of that inclusion thing, otherwise you would have never made it. That's the comment. That's always going to come out no matter how good we become. Yeah. So as a result of that, many of them were against it, but notice another thing, which is, uh, you know, making circles around, um, the film industry and uh, the entertainment in general, it's appropriation, right? Cultural appropriation. So, you know, a lot of people now There, there are diverse cultures across the world, but, um, you know, uh, let's, let's be very frank here. The, colonizers from um the uh, britain and from some of the european nations in small amounts have always like you know tried to suppress cultures like you know native cultures to uh, all places not only in india as india we know what the british has done here but uh, all across the world there have been cultures that have been suppressed and you know all that and now all of a sudden for the sake of you know uh, appearing uh, moral for the sake of you know appearing to care do you have you see several of these uh, to be very frank you see several of these you know foreigners saying that um, don't appropriate this don't appropriate that etc cetera, etc cetera. even when in cases when it's not appropriation but just cultural ap- appreciation to be honest but there are cases when uh, it has been appropriated particularly in several videos and stuff which have come out from prominent artists and um it's very disturbing to see that you know they are using this as a measure of gaining clout right so like, mm. uh, just to, you know, appear to be on the good side, but again, how do you draw the line between appreciation and appropriation right now? Who decides what is appropriation? Do you feel, um, do you, because I saw this video online, so, um, it is about this native, this particular native culture. So it was, uh, a, the non-native people who felt it was appropriation, but when you entered in, when you went and asked the you know, natives over there, do you think this particular thing is appropriation? And they said, no. They legit like said we are glad it's actually being done. With, we are glad it's being represented. We like it. That's what they said. So who do you think decides what appropriation is? Do you think that you know someone who's, uh, and do you think this uh, this term of appropriation being used by these non-native people is actually a way to clamp down upon the appreciation shown? Could it be that way as well? So how do you draw the line? In, in, I'm no, I'm going in circles here. But my uh, final question is basically around this line. Where do you draw the line between appropriation and appreciation in uh, the entertainment industry? Or who decides what is what?
1: The be- the people should the people who are part of that community who is being represented there should. For example, right. I'm making a film about this particular community. It should be my duty. I mean, even if that community is not. I mean, even if the film is not about that community, but rather only one character is about that community. I should either make it a point to hire a person from that community to act in the film. I mean, I should make it a point to do that definitely because it feels completely wrong to force someone else to act as that person. Like, you know, how in the 1920s uh, and thirties uh, African-American actors were not allowed on screen or even right. so white actors used to, you know, do this concept called the blackface. So yeah, yeah that yeah, is completely that. wrong. Yeah. That yeah. is, com- that is com- cultural appropriation, uh, I mean, that is cultural appropriation.
0: And it's racism, straight-out racism.
1: Yeah, it's it's straight-out racism. And moreover, everyone from the community which is being represented were against it. So that is the point. If the community is against it, you uh, make it a point to not do it. So it should be my duty to hire a person from that community to come and act in my film in that role. And moreover, so they will have their own opinions about it. Say, I had written a scene which where there's they are supposed to wear a headgear just as an example i'm saying a headgear which that particular community only uses in religious purposes and not for anything else and i've written a scene where using, they're using they they are using that headgear I should make it a point to remove it from the film and never shoot it because if they tell me that it's offensive, I should make it a point to remove it. I can't further force it because then it becomes cultural appropriation. Then I can't say, oh, wait, I'm representing a community. You can't oppose me. But at the same time, if the community is happy with the representation on the whole, then it is not cultural appropriation, but rather cultural appreciation.
0: But wait, here's an interesting part. What about freedom of speech of expression or whatever that is right now? Because, um, like, you know, a lot of people will say, you know, films, uh, and you know, those in the creative field, they have full, uh, Liberty to what do whatever they want, like, you know, but I find it incredibly funny. Like, you know, for example, uh, when it comes to comedians and stuff, people talk about freedom of expression, they say, take it as a joke, but in films, they say it the other way. What is this, uh, like, you know, I've seen, and I've seen this personally already, I've seen on Instagram and other social media platforms that um, let's say a comedian makes, uh, I I know you're not into stand up comedy, but like you're in the film industry, but still um, I've seen when a comedian makes, let's say um, a racist joke or a sexist joke or a joke along religious lines. And when people, you know, react to it they say take it as a joke yaar. it's nothing serious uh, relax enjoy uh, just uh, take take it with a pinch of salt that's that's how they say it but when it comes to the film industry when, when the same things are shown in films when the same thing is you know uh, depicted uh, people get offended people take this as an insult they start you know protesting and all that uh, why is why is this why is this you know a one way street wh- wh- what is the problem here what is the difference between films and comedic entertainment. For me, it's one and the same because um, you, if you, if you're saying that it's not allowed, let's say in films, it shouldn't be allowed in comedy either. If you're saying it should be allowed in one, it should be allowed in the other. I mean, you can't selectively choose which medium of entertainment you want to allow certain things and in which medium you want to, you know, uh, reject them. That, that's, that's unfair. If, if you ask me, I, I'm not from the entertainment industry. So, but as an outsider, I feel it's unfair. What do you think about this? Do you think that you know these? Uh, have you noticed this? Do you feel that uh, it's fair? Uh, what are your thoughts on all this?
1: So, rather than the entertainment industry, I want to consider the media industry. And in the media industry, I feel everyone ha- is entitled to their own right to—I mean, in- entitled to their own freedom of speech. Okay, the only right. one who is only people who aren't—I mean, as a person, everyone is obviously, but. As a group, the only people who shouldn't be held, uh, I mean, who shouldn't have the freedom of speech, should be news houses because what they are saying is something that is, you know, uh, covering everyday life. And news should be information and facts and not opinions. That is very important about news. Whereas, uh, film, com- comedy, music videos music everything else art everything else everyone sh- should have their right to express anything they feel about any anything but at the same time you will face the repercussions and you, it, it i mean it is up to you to deal with the repercussions if you say if you make a sexist joke or if you make a, a film where you promote the abuse of uh, one community one i mean one not as one person, but rather one community, one group, etc. Then what you are doing, I mean you should be ready to do de- what you are doing is actually offensive to that community. See, no one can say you can't show it. But at the same time, you should be what you're showing is wrong and you should be ready to, you know, face the repercussions. Right. If you get the line of what I'm saying.
0: Right, right. I, I truly get it. But uh, what about the bias you see between the two things? Have you seen that? Like have you seen the bias between two fields of uh, you know things like basically have you seen the bias between the comic comed, comedic industry i don't know what it's called comedian industry whatever it is uh, stand up comedy basically have you seen the difference between that and the music industry because i have i i saw it out re- i saw it recently over the past year or so um i saw that comedians sometimes get away with it under the name of free speech free expression etc but at the same time the same people the same influencers who are calling out uh, Uh, Or, you know, same pages who are calling out comedians for, uh, you know, who are not calling out comedians, who are defending comedians, I would say, but calling out films for showing sexist jokes, for having sexist scenes, for having racist scenes, whatever it is. Why does, why does, what is this bias? What is this hypocrisy? Uh, Have you seen it? In my personal opinion, this actually completely entails
1: to a different issue. The issue here is rather that the com- comedy industry is, to be honest, comedy industry in India is entirely co- controlled by uh, political agendas. It's either right. this side of the political agenda or that side of the political agenda. Right. It's all political extremes. So what happens is when, when this person makes a joke about this, everyone who, all the activists, because mostly activists are people who have a political agenda in their mind. So, true, true. When, so all these activists they support them whereas this side of the political agenda opposes them and vice versa but but the difference is the, I mean the difference why films are called out is films are usually made out for a mass media audience or, 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 I mean I'm, I'm giving you the reason I'm not supporting anything but I'm yeah, the yeah, yeah I understand, why I understand. Happens. so f- films are usually considered mass um, I mean mass media consumption so for example a film with Ranveer Singh doesn't I mean no one expects Ranveer Singh's political opinions to be in just an example to be in the film. But rather everyone just goes and watches the film because Ranveer Singh is in it. Same with right. our different actors. And to be honest, that's another problem in India. In India, people, if an if an actor is politically vocal, people expect the film to be to the act to that actor's political agenda, and people, you know, stop watching that film completely. Whereas they don't realize it is a a film's entire political lines is uh, fully controlled by the directors and the writers of the film. So uh, so so, I, so get going I mean I'm not going off topic, but what I'm trying to say here is a film people go to film for entertainment whereas they go to comedic shows to make literally make fun of what they don't like if you get my if you get what I'm saying. So anybody right. can watch anybody can watch a film say, by an actor who supports one side of the political agenda. Whereas, if a stand-up comedian who supports one side of the political agenda is making a show, you know for a fact that all his jokes are going to be about this and you're not going to go and watch it. A person right. who is from the political. So that is the point. So every, so people will take offense on uh, films, but they won't take on comedy because again, uh, can I say a Tamil quote here?
0: Yeah, go ahead, go ahead, Sure
1: okay so basically there's a quote uh, by Buddy so everyone yes. so, so th- that kind of concept exists and uh so uh in the comedy industry they say take it as a joke whereas in the film industry they are bl- they blame to, to be honest in the comedy industry it is the comedian who a single person who can be held I mean who can be held accountable so they want to defend, whenever it's a single person alone, they'll obviously go and defend him, most people, the activists you're saying. Right. But when, when, in the film industry, the entire fraternity of film, the, the entire fraternity involved in making the film is blamed, from the director to the actors to everyone, because everyone was involved in it. And that is the reason why it's easier to blame films and get away with it, whereas it is much uh,
0: you know, harder to blame, uh, say, uh, a comedian. Right. 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 Okay. So here's one of my final questions to you. Um, do you think, uh, okay. How do I put this in a palatable manner? Uh, you do you think films should take responsibility for making people informed or aware about issues? Um, in the sense that, you know, you have, um, you know, a lot of these people, these days are calling out for films to represent issues to represent this, represent that. And they are saying that, you know, you should have this, uh, or, you know, even the first, uh, you know, representation or forced hiring of people belonging to certain categories, I mean that even, even that's there. So do you, do you believe that, you know, um, a film should take responsibility or all this, do you think that, you know, they should forcefully include certain, um, you know scenes or whatever in the uh, story f- in order to raise awareness about this or that because i see a lot of people campaigning for all these things do you feel that a film should take responsibility and i'll and i'll tell you where the this line of questioning is coming from uh, people these days no longer um, read uh, the erudite content which was considered like you know books or newspapers or all that people no longer look at all that people look at social media people look at movies tv shows etc so there's a there's a lack of um, erudite idness amongst the film industry currently. All right. Like it's not all films are erudite, not all films. A lot of films are for the sake of entertainment, at least when it comes to India. About um, abroad, I am not very much aware, but at least when it comes to India, all most of the films you see are for the sake of entertainment. They are not meant to, you know, um, educate you or, you know, or they're not meant to bring awareness about this or that, particularly when it comes to Bollywood and, you know when you have the biggest stars acting in films it's most likely pure entertainment but do you feel films should take responsibility of bringing awareness about socially aware issues there are films that do that i'm not denying it at all um, and most of them are actually brilliant films but in it, but do you feel that you know there should be perhaps a larger proportion of films dedicated to it Do you feel the film industry, the entertainment industry should take responsibility for it? Or do you feel that, you know, we can't ask them to do this and that people should realize that, you know, if you want to be informed, go back to old school methods of, you know, reading uh, books about that, watching, searching for information about it on your own, etc. What do you think?
1: Okay, to answer that question, I'll have to say people should know that films can be for both. They should not ask a film to, they should not say, well, I'll only watch if this film, you know, talks about this issue, and those are the same right. people who will have a problem if that film talks about the issue, but from the other side, rather from the side they suffer.
0: exactly exactly.
1: So, uh, so I'm saying there are so many like for every issue has two sides. First of all, uh, as a filmmaker, you uh, that person has to pick that issue. Then they have to pick a side, or they have to make sure that they very neutral. They have to like make every scene painstakingly neutral to make sure that they don't have an opinion about it. And there's so much that goes into, you know, when you're looking at looking to make content erudite, as you said, so, because nowadays nothing is a fact, to be honest. Sure. I mean, the only facts that exist are universal facts, like the sun rises on the East and sets in uh, in the West, but some, I'm sure there's somebody who out there who says, no, it's the other way around Right on Venus, for example, (laughs) Yeah, sure. There's someone, uh, even for the fact that earth is round, which is an accepted fact for a very long time, there is still opposition and there are still people who say earth is flat. So everything is being challenged, both stupid and rightly so being challenged these days, including facts. So anything put it right on media, there will be people who will be against it. Right. uh for example just this is a very neutral example i'm going to give because i don't want anybody to you know criticize this but know the new movie master which vijay acted in um, so i've seen entire, it yet. okay so that film entirely speaks about uh child reformatory reformatory homes okay okay so there's this one dialogue in the film where the person says uh so basically reformatory homes children are sent there to reform turn their ways come out as good people. I mean, come out into the society as people who do not commit those crimes, right? So there's one, but instead in that film, basically these kids are being asked to surrender for the mistake of others. So everyone just assumes the kids who are doing this and the person says, uh, is that a child reformatory home or a place where they're trained to do these criminal acts? So, So now the point what I'm trying to make here is this film's, point of view is that child reformatory homes either should not exist or should exist with a proper government, a proper system of control in place, unlike yeah. the ones that exist right now. Okay. But there are people out there who will also say that, no, these people should not, I mean, children should not be tried as minors and be sent to reformatory homes. If they commit a crime, they should be arrested and be treated the same way an adult is treated. So those kind of people will be against this film. So you see my point, everyone will be against any opinion you say. Say I pick up a bottle, a blue color bottle and say this is a blue bottle. Someone's going to say no, that is not a blue bottle, that is a uh, red bottle and you are looking at it from a wrong angle in the wrong lighting. There will be people who tell me that. So if you want, if they want to oppose, they will oppose. So uh, what I'm trying to make, the point I'm trying to make here is that kind of you know, Makes yeah. us as filmmakers uh, makes makes it hard for us to you know make films that are erudite right. because we're criticized at every point. So we so some of us just even there are people out there who want to make erudite films who are ready to face the consequences they will make it. But there are some of us who just want to make films for because which they like to watch for the very sake of entertainment. Like, for example, every film which I've written up till now, like I've written I've written quite a few films. Are not to inform people at all. Even right now, uh, I'm right with but with two other friends we uh, in India back in India we're writing a short film about drugs and drug use and stuff. So we are trying to make. I mean, like the point was while we were writing the script, we realized that we were trying to be all preachy, trying to give a message, trying to inform people. But in the end, we decided we don't want to do that. We want our film to be a film that people can just watch, have fun, but at the same time, on the underlying has a message. Message doesn't have to be information. Like for example, our point in that entire film, um, I mean, may or may not support drug use and stuff like that. So, uh, but at the same time, we're trying to not at all be preachy. Like uh, originally in our original script, we want to have this dialogue where this person is being advised that you shouldn't use drugs and a very long emotional dialogue. But then we decided, you know, there's no point in doing all that because that is, that kind of makes it preach. And there are people, other people out there who are making films like that. So right. we want to make rather, so most like, so like me, many people also want to make films just for the entertainment of it, just for the fun of it just like you know a film you can watch for two hours enjoy and you talk the, like that you talk about that film in terms of how well it is made and how in engaging the stories but not how well it said how well it gave a message or how well it informed you so right. it should not be forced upon filmmakers to make films that particularly you know give information and stuff but right. should, filmmakers should have like just as i said everyone should have the freedom of speech to make any films
0: they want Right. I, I like what a uh, point you said earlier, right. It's more like how it is today. Like, you know, in earlier times, at least uh, people used to see something, they'll see something wrong with it and then they'll decide to go oppose it or, you know, protest or whatever. But nowadays people are already like, I'm going to protest against this. Let me look for a reason to protest. That's how they are yes. <laughs> like, okay. True. Let, yeah. It's like, they already have this mindset. I'm going to oppose this. No, let me find a reason before it was, Oh, I found a reason. Let me go up uh, oppose. So, I mean, no, that, basically uh,
1: then... what basically what happens these days is a, a film director in an award show says something as like, say, a joke, says something like, um, say, I mean, something very, I'll just say something for fun, says the earth is round. Now, a bunch of people who believe that the earth is flat, the next time they go to his movie, they will go to the point of finding something to you know oppose it. if there is nothing they would right. pick stupid stuff like as i said this bottle the, fi- the film they would have said this bottle is blue and uh, the people will go there and say no the bottle is red how can you misrepresent a color blah 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 oh my how god a reason to oppose
0: it. <laughs> wow wow. wow okay <laughs> anyway here's my final question to you man it's been a very engaging conversation but let's make it a bit erudite now um yeah to youngsters who are interested, right, um, who are thinking of getting into Korean films this is for the Indian youngsters, of course, not for those who are abroad, where the mm-hmm. society is a bit more supportive towards these towards these fields of, you know, education or whatever. Um, what would you suggest them to do? Do you think that they should, um, uh, do you think that they should be a sort of uh, process they must go through to see if they are the right fit for studying films or, you know, taking a degree in it? Because a lot of these things, you know, these things come for the sake of entertainment, right? Like you enjoy um, making short films. You enjoy, um, you know, let's say you know, music production or whatever it is, but it might just be a hobby for you, right? It may be something you enjoy on the side, but once you actually get into it in real life, you may not enjoy it anymore yeah. because so you, so how do you suggest, um, you know, youngsters out there to realize this, are you interested in this because of a pastime, because of a hobby, or are you actually seriously into it for the sake of a career? How do you, how do youngsters tell apart that difference?
1: Do it, do it, do it, keep doing it until you get bored. When you get bored, you know, it's it's just a hobby and no more uh, I mean, no more a field you want to get into. Like, I like like, since like 11th grade everything i thought about was film 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 i watch a film i call my friend i speak to him for one and a half hours about how every scene in that film impacted me or was kind of bad if it's a bad film we talk about how bad it was if it's a good film we speak about how good it is and why it is good we critically analyze the entire film then Whenever I make a video, I try to make it as cinematic as possible. I try to Google, okay, how say I'm making, for example, I'm making a video for my dad for his birthday. I will think, okay, now how do I add, uh, how do I not make it, you know, all these normal videos you make on video for uh, people. How do I not make it look like that, but rather just using a bunch of photos, music and editing. How can I make it look as cinematic as possible? okay, then maybe I need to shoot some extra photos. How do I shoot these photos? I kept everything. I kind of gave it a cinematic point of view. So even when I, so then I went ahead and wrote my first short film and made it back in February, last Feb, Exactly a year ago, I made made, a, made my first short film. And then, um, and then even during that, not only did I write that one short film script, I wrote multiple scripts for the same concept, for the same topic. And... Uh, I still have those scripts with me because I might, you don't know where I'm going to use it next. So like that, for everything involved in the field, overdo it. They say don't overdo it, but I'm telling you, overdo it. Uh, like do it to the point where technically any normal person will get bored of it. Speak only about films to others to the point where they ask you to shut up and then realize, do you actually want to shut up about it or do you want to continue? So that is when you realize if it's an industry you want to get into, or an industry which is just you know holding on to you as a hobby.
0: Right, right. Now, oh, wow, that's interesting advice. Overdo it now when generally you generally you see the you see the more the general vibe going down these days is do not overwork yourself. It's bad, etc. So anyway, thank you so much for that, Sadat. I really enjoyed this conversation um as someone who doesn't watch a lot of films as someone who who doesn't watch a lot of tv shows or whatever it is but watches the ones which you know truly impact me this conversation has actually given me an insight into how the filmmaking world is and i'm pretty sure the listeners out there will find this very insightful thank you so much for being here and definitely the moment you release your first film as a producer writer whatever i'm gonna have you here on the show again thanks so so much much. thank you. you bye